0: I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The e-book is available on my website happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook.
1: Especially as nurses, we have a lot of emotions that come up all the time and we are often not able to address them straight away. And often, even just in normal day to day, society today is very much pushes away emotions and we don't know how to experience them and how to work through them. Our coping mechanisms are to avoid and we push them down and save them for later and then we push them down further. And each time we keep building and pushing these emotions down, they are eventually wanting to have somewhere to go.
0: Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience. I have first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and indulgence. To make it easy to ensure all your self care needs are being met. Each episode, I will interview nurses and self care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Happy Nurse with Elena Mullery. Today, I am joined by the lovely Chambry Ferrier. Chambry has been a guest previously on the show, and today I have asked her back so we can have a chat about meditation and its benefits. Chambry is a registered nurse, a Reiki master and practitioner, and is studying a postgrad degree in psychology. Through her own journey with physical and mental health challenges, she found a disconnection between the treatment of mental and physical health. Throughout her nursing career, she's found similar comparisons when looking after her patients. Welcome back, Sean Bray. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's very exciting to be back. And I'm really looking forward to this episode.
0: I promised the listeners a few, oh, quite a number of episodes ago, that I would do an episode just on meditation. And I thought rather than me just speaking about meditation, it would be good to open up a conversation with someone else around it. And I thought, who better than yourself? So
1: Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I love meditation. It's one of my saving graces. (laughs) Definitely. It's very important.
0: Yeah. I always say I teach meditation unconventionally and I I'm not one to sit there in a lotus position chanting on, that's not me. (laughs) As I was saying to you before we went live, I now don't really often sit down to meditate. It's not something that I, I think about doing because it's something that I just automatically do throughout the day. I see meditation as an extension of my mindfulness practice. So, You can meditate when you look at it in this way. You can meditate when you're washing the dishes, when you're out walking the dog. I do it when I'm out on my paddle board. Because when you're mindful, when you're present and aware, and you don't have any judgment to the thoughts that are coming in or the feelings that you're having, that is meditation. Because you're present in that moment. And meditation is just an extension of that. Does that make sense to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. When I, I still often have a daily practice where I will sit in meditation because I find that that clears my head, but exactly the same as you, Elena. I, I often have my own practices where it's not a formal type of meditation. I used to do a lot and lot of swimming and you just find that you get into that state of meditation and you come out feeling Better than you did beforehand you get into a, a, a repetition and a routine with your own breath work and it really clears the mind and relaxes the nervous system
0: yeah it does it's um it's all about being present I think because when we're completely present we're aware of what's going on in our heads because like thoughts will come in you can't stop thinking we're human but it's not giving energy to those thoughts. It's about realizing they've come in and just letting them go again because it's when we give them that energy and we go off down what I call the rabbit warren and we we end up like five kilometers down the road <laughs> and we've created this mountain out of a molehill as the <laughs> the saying goes, yeah. you know. And um it's being aware when that is actually happening, and if you do start to go down that rabbit warrant, it's okay. But when you realise you are, you pull yourself back out and just refocus mm. and recenter on the present moment. And one great way to do that is always just to take a couple of deep breaths, because that just grounds you back in the present moment again.
1: Yeah, definitely. And they—I mean—they are the the typical benefits of meditation, and some like. I use meditation a lot in my mind brain. Um, when I look at the three brain model, the physical health, the mental health, and the emotional health, and the mind brain is all about our mental health. And it is that stopping that monkey mind that you talk about, Elena, and the mind chatter. It clears our head. It clears our minds. If we're in a state of brain frog, brain fog. Sorry, from um, from too much thinking. It really allows us to relax our nervous system and we can get out of that state of fight or flight and back into our rest and digest. And you can even use it to answer questions. You can just sit there and because your head is so clear, you can just get all the answers that you need to come to you. It's like you say, it's allowing yourself to have awareness around your thoughts And so gradually through that awareness, you begin to be able to choose what thoughts you want to focus on. And through that, the more that you do this practice, you really begin to even stop noticing the negative thoughts and stop second guessing yourself because you are focused mainly on those positive ones. And of course, we are human and we're always going to have negative thoughts, but choosing and having the power and that empowerment within ourselves to say thank you but that's not very helpful i'm going to choose this thought and bring yourself back from from going down that spiral
0: yeah and it, we've all got that inner critic in us it's it's always there and it's always going to be there but it's almost making it your friend rather than your foe and mm when it does raise its head acknowledging it and saying yeah but today I'm choosing this and replacing it with something that is more empowering and more uplifting than these thoughts that tend to keep us small and stop us in our tracks and keep us in that kind of fear-based way of thinking if that makes sense.
1: Yeah yeah for sure it's they they can come in and they'll always come in and it's being able to to stop them in their tracks and saying, thank you. Um, yeah, becoming, a, becoming friends with them. I love that idea of becoming making friends because so it's so easy to, I suppose, shame ourselves for having negative thoughts and then we push them away and push them away. And then we have shame for having those thoughts and then that's how that spiral happens. So even if we're not necessarily focusing on the negative thoughts themselves, being frustrated ourselves from having those thoughts, you're still giving that energy to those, to those thoughts. And to be able to acknowledge them that they're there and have awareness and say, thank you, great have, it, have gratefulness around those thoughts, that they are there and they're there to maybe remind you that maybe I'm not putting some boundaries in or maybe I'm not say, speaking what I need to, to be able to pull ourselves back and go, okay, that's a little reminder, thank you but I'm going to choose to focus on this.
0: Yeah, beautiful. I mean, I think I've mentioned it in a previous episode. If I had listened to that little voice in my head, I wouldn't be sitting here today recording a podcast because it was going, who do you think you are to have your own podcast? Like, (laughs) why would anyone want to listen to you? But it was, it was about becoming aware of that thought that was going around in my head and having the courage to say, do you know what? I hear you. I acknowledge you, but this is something I'm passionate about and this is, I'm going to do it anyway.
1: And I think mm. it's
0: having that courage and that vulnerability to actually just say, I don't know.
1: I, it's just yeah. it's like our ego and our ego feeds off negativity and it likes staying in our comfort zone, even if that is Holding ourselves back. And we may want to go further and take that leap of faith or step out of our comfort zone a little bit more. But we will have that, yeah, who do you think you are to be able to do that? Why would you have a podcast? You can't do that. And to be able to have awareness and say, thank you, like, okay, this is my edge, this is my comfort zone. I'm going to now just see if I can edge it out a little bit more and take one more step closer and you will feel that dissolve and through meditation you can bring yourself back to the presence of relaxing through fear through the fear and acknowledging it and accepting it and then just allowing it to be there
0: yeah and i almost see fear as fuel now because i think i'm going to prove this inner critic wrong almost mm. and I that's how I've made it my friend because I know when it starts to raise its head and it get its voice gets a bit louder it's because I am scared and I am pushing that boundary of my comfort zone and I always think it's a good thing because it's reminding me that I am doing what I love and what I'm passionate about and about trying to make the change in the culture and nursing and encourage us all to look after ourselves a bit more so yeah there's always fear in the background but it's just about allowing it to fuel us not to stop us in our tracks
1: yes yes I love that and um we are in a sense creators of our reality and whatever we focus on we will turn those into beliefs and then those into our actions. And that's a model that's frequently used in the cognitive behavioural therapy within mental health. And if we're constantly focusing on those negative emotions, then we're going to have negative belief patterns and then consequently our actions will be that negativity and we'll step back from what we want to do. So if we can create our reality by creating awareness around our thoughts, to have beliefs of more positive actions for ourselves and then creating our life around that it's going to have a huge impact on dissolving that fear it's like positive tension
0: yeah definitely and it is it's allowing that fear to fuel us and to drive us forward and not hold us back because when it's holding us back that's when we are going into shame like you said and that's a whole other episode on its own <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we, won't, oh my we won't go there with the <laughs> today. we'll stay focused on the, the mindfulness of the meditation if you enjoy meditating or you would like to give meditation a try why not head on over to happiness.com.au forward slash meditation to download my free guided meditation for stress and anxiety relief it's 12 minutes of pure self-care we were going to now take you through a bit of a, what they call a body scan meditation. This is something they use in cognitive behavioral therapy. And it's actually one of the first forms of meditation I was introduced to back in, oh gosh, 2004, when I sought help for the grief I was going through following my brother's death. So, And that's what opened me up to this concept of mindfulness and meditation and led me on this path that I'm now way down. But, yeah Bray is going to take us through a basic body scan meditation so if you're listening to this while you're driving um maybe pause or just um pull over yeah pull over like do, if you are driving right now don't engage in the, do the meditation same. okay that's our disclaimer because um we don't want anyone doing this while they're driving but yeah. if you're not driving then
1: go for it get ready and relax (laughs) okay so wherever you are whether you're sitting or lying down i just invite you to get into a really comfortable position one where your spine is straight and that you're not going to feel any feelings of uncomfortableness i invite you to now close down your eyes and take three deep breaths in through your nose, and out through your nose. Two more breaths in, and out, and in, last one, and out. i now invite you to draw your attention to your toes just feeling any sensations that are there up to your feet and the soles of your feet just noticing the connection that they make with the floor your heels your ankles Is there any tension there? Going further up our calves. Can you feel the material of your clothes? Can you feel the ground under your legs holding you? Further up to our knees. And just relax them, let them go. If you get to a point that feels uncomfortable, I invite you to just breathe there and just notice the feeling. Whether there's pain, itching, don't try to analyse it, just allow it to be there. Just noticing it. Up to our hips. We often hold a lot of tension in our hips. A lot of emotions can be stored in our hips. So just breathe through and let them go. Into our pelvis, our torso, our stomach, feeling it expand as we inhale and lower as we exhale. Our ribs. Again, just feeling the expansion. You might be able to tune in to the beat of your heart. Coming up to the shoulders allowing your shoulders to relax if there's any tension there. Let them fall back if you're lying on the ground and down if you're sitting. Down your arms to your elbows, your forearms and the tips of your fingers. Again just noticing they're making any contact with the floor any tingling sensations drawing our awareness back to our neck in stressful lives we hold so much tension in our shoulders and our neck and in this breath we're just going to let that go Jaw, let that relax. Our tongue can fall or we'll just rest on the top of our mouth, feeling our ears, our nose, our eyes, relaxing our forehead. to the tip of the crown of our head. Just noticing how your body's feeling at this moment. Just noticing if anything came up for you, you felt uncomfortable in any way. Just allow it to be there. If you can pinpoint any part of your body that feels uncomfortable. Again, not analyzing, just breathing and noticing. And slowly bringing some awareness to your fingertips. And your toes as you come back into awareness of the room and slowly opening your eyes and
0: welcome back that was awesome i joined in with that with you Brie. thank you and you i think It is very powerful to do that body scan because not only does it get us to stop and just take stock for a minute, but it also gets us out of our heads and back into our bodies because we spend so much time in our heads like ruminating and going round and round in circles and thinking about stuff. We spend very little time actually focusing on our bodies and what our bodies need. When I get stressed, and and I now know it's one of my tr- signals that I am stressed, I start to clench my jaw. Mm. And that, to me, is a big signal that, that something's going on that I'm not paying attention to and that I'm worrying about something or stressing about something. And the other thing I do, which this is me being really vulnerable here, but I think there's a lot of people who do do it, I start counting things like random things when Yeah, I'm stressed and I don't know if anyone else will relate to this but I'm going to share it because we all have these quirks that we do it's like, you know, if there's multiple things, especially like tiles on the floor I will start counting how many there are and that's mm. a signal to me that I'm stressed and I'm avoiding thinking about something because I'm counting something stupid instead so I don't know if that makes sense I hope someone else out there that makes sense too. but I'm just sharing that and it's knowing these little signals and these triggers that and being aware of them so that we can then start to dig deeper and look to see what is actually behind this behavior that we've got or this feeling that we have in our bodies does that make sense?
1: Yeah absolutely it does Noticing that you're avoiding something and, and definitely the, the repetitive counting is is that your body and your mind is in that state of stress, that it is now having to focus on something other than what it should be focusing on because it's just trying to get out of that space. It's trying to get you to focus elsewhere rather than what you're, what you're focused on. Mine has always been just mind chatter before sleep or finding really random things to freak out about and just getting straight into that stress, that stress mode. And being able to come back into your body, I find that there is that big disconnect. And when we are in a state of stress and overwhelm, we are constantly all in our head and we no longer feel anything from our neck down. And I believe that our bodies are huge communicators to us. And like you say, Elena, your jaw, stress. I get headaches. And I'll often realise that when I'm when I'm in theatre standing, I'll notice if I'm stressed because my shoulders are like up past my ears. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, I've stopped breathing. And it's like, oh, hang on. Start breathing and relax your shoulders and stand up. I, immediately stand like three feet taller and my shoulders can't drop down and dropping back being able to drop back into your body really quickly the more you do this practice with a body scan is you can quickly scan what's happening and what are the what are the cues that my body is giving me that I'm in a little bit of of tension
0: yeah totally and it's I think once you're aware of where you tend to store it or the behaviors you tend to start following or doing the more you can actually kind of create a change in this and start implementing things to help you get out of that stress that you're in much quicker does that make sense yeah it's like a circuit breaker Mm, that's the word, That counting thing has bothered me since I was a kid. It's really weird. It's something I've always, always done. It's all, almost like a coping mechanism when I'm stressed. And and I don't do it that often now. But I do know that when I start, I'm like, whoa, there's something serious I'm not listening to here. And yeah, I have to go digging deeper and work out what it is that I'm not paying
1: attention yeah. to. And counting is is also there's another meditate a meditation where you can literally count, and you're counting as you breathe. It's zazen. What? And it's like a Japanese breathing meditation. And as you breathe up, it's like breathe in one, two, out, three, four, in five, six, out, seven, eight. And as you go up, you have to try and get to twelve. But every time a thought comes in, you have to go back to one, two, three, four. And so you're trying to make that so. It can, you know, your body is telling you, like, I need to. I need to meditate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm starting counting to zone out <laughs> Yeah, so
0: I always say that our emotions, especially, are kind of the barometer for our health, and I know you think the same way. So, in the last episode, you spoke about how suppressing our emotions can be. Um, I've totally lost my train of thought today. I have done that <laughs> Detrimental today. to <laughs> our health. <laughs> <laughs> There's consequences to avoiding our
1: emotions. Definitely. Yeah. So when, especially as nurses, we have, we have a lot of emotions that come up all the time and we are often not able to address them straight away and we also need to sometimes compartmentalize that if we are in a stressful situation we may have to separate that and push it push it away for later while we deal with what we're dealing with and then we often forget to deal with it later and to bring that back and to experience what we needed to experience at the time and often even just in normal day to day society today is very much pushes away emotions and we don't know how to experience them and how to work through them. And so our coping mechanisms are to avoid and we push them down and save them for later and then we push them down further. And each time we keep building and pushing these emotions down, they are eventually wanting to have somewhere to go. And so they almost start bubbling away like a kettle and once they've boiled and passed their boiling point they're either going to want to explode the top off and that's a huge state of overwhelm and breakdown and that's everything's just going to hit you at once or you squish it down so far that they're going to manifest within your body and that is when I believe physical manifestations and illness, injury and disease really come up within our body because we are not, we're not expressing our emotions. And there are so many, so many different ways that we can do that through just understanding and allowing our emotions, accepting them and then being able to release them. I call it listening, experiencing and then releasing. Yeah, beautiful. And that whole overwhelm i created a
0: model of going from a burnout to a happy nurse and i i started it with like being burnt out and then you moved up to you move up even to being stressed out and then overwhelmed and then cruising along and then you become this happy nurse and i see overwhelm as that tipping point because when we get to that overwhelmed state, we are starting to become quite reactive. That negative self-talk we were speaking about earlier starts to kind of gain a bit more of a voice. Gets a bit louder. Maybe we start to feel like we're unsupported. We're letting our emotional boundaries be pushed further than we would really like to. We feel like we're sacrificing our time and our energy for others and not looking after ourselves as much as we should but we're also seeking external validation so that's why we then let these boundaries start to be pushed and when we're in this state of overwhelm and experiencing all these thoughts and emotions and feelings that as I said I see as the tipping point we can either address what's going on and start working towards going to what i call the cruising along where we are starting to get back control and feeling a bit more supported you know practicing a bit more of a kind of optimistic outlook and getting control of that mind chatter like turning the volume on it down a bit just putting the boundaries back in place Because if we don't do that, we're on the slippery slope down to burnout, where we end up in the whole feeling shame, blame, guilt, not good enough. You become disengaged. You become detached. Life starts to get really chaotic. I mean, you don't want to go there. So if we can recognize when overwhelmed, is starting to kick in, we can start to make a man so that we don't end up going down that path to burnout. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, yeah, it definitely does. I mean, I have a similar model to you, Elena, and it's a three, our three brains of protective mechanisms, and it's our emotional health, followed by our mental health, and then our physical health. And once you're at physical health, you've got to start building your way back up again. But if we can stop it in its tracks at its first little our um our heart brain i call it our emotional health and we can deal with those things at the time then we can stop that spiral of going into our into our overwhelm yeah it makes it makes complete sense
0: yeah because like i often find myself in overwhelm just because of life and i mean i'm the one who promotes self-care you know and, and i can get that negative thoughts going in my head like. Who are you? Why are you overwhelmed? You teach this stuff. But I'm also human. I'm also a mom. I'm a nurse. You know, I'm a busy woman. And it's very easy for me to, especially when it comes to the kids, I do let those boundaries slip at times. And I know when I am starting to do it and I hit that overwhelm. And I think, no, 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 enough's enough. I'm not going down to burnout. I've been there before. It's not a nice place to be. And that's when I start to make amends. And, and before I know it, I'm back up at happiness. But there's no shame in hitting that overwhelm point. And we all get there at some point in our lives and probably quite frequently in our lives, just depending on what's going on at the time. But I've always found if I do hit that overwhelm, just taking a few kind of breaths and I'm really reassessing what's going on and what I've let mm-hmm. flip and where I actually need to pay some attention before I start to become physically unwell.
1: Yeah. It's you can look at it, we can look at it more as a a reminder, a reminder of where we're at, and to, yeah, you need to reassess what's going on at the moment for you because. Then we can bring ourselves back faster. And so, looking at breath work is another beautiful way we can integrate a bit of mindfulness and a bit of meditation because it's that can it also, I suppose, facilitates the connection between our mind and the body. And the breath is, as I know you've said before, Elena, it's we all need the breath, that's how we survive. And it is something that we always have and something we can always come back to. And the simplest one I love to do is if you get in a comfortable position, I'll take you through it quickly. Again, if you're driving, stop or pull over, or don't do this one and, and play it at home later when you've gotten home from driving. If you sit up or lie down wherever you are in a comfortable in a comfortable position and just shut down the eyes, place one or both hands just on your belly, resting on And what we're simply going to do is breathe into our belly and you're going to feel it expand as you inhale and you're going to feel it retract as you exhale and doing five deep belly breaths brings you back into your body again. It calms the nervous system and relaxes the body. And when we are in a state of stress, we start breathing with our shoulders and our rib cage. And we're not actually getting the oxygen where we need it to get to. It's just that hyperventilation almost. And allowing our breath to even visualize it going into our belly, you are able to Get more oxygen into your body, have a deeper breath, and it's and it's more of a connection back to your body again. And it's the simplest one that you can do, even just standing still, if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, just hands on your stomach, breathing into your belly. And you'll find that you're just you're back in the present and feel really centered again.
0: Yeah it's very powerful the breath work and there's so many different variations of it but your breath is always there so it's something that's not going to lead you if you are getting anxious or you feel yourself getting overwhelmed being able to go back to that breath and using it as a tool to center yourself is very very powerful i know i i work in recovery as i've shared with you all before and we um often get patients wake up, and all the anxiety from beforehand comes out post operatively because they've had all the drugs to um relax them, and we quite often get panic attacks and when this happens, I always encourage them to start breathing deeply because it just helps to get them out of their heads and back into their bodies. And it usually, 95% of the time, it has a really good effect.
1: Definitely, because there's that, there's that element of confusion as well, where they, you, there is that separation for a moment under, under the medications that they're feeling a little bit weird and they don't know how they're feeling and they're trying to figure out what's going on at the same time. And it brings them back into their body and back with their breath, and they can, you can rationalise again, because when you are in a state of stress, when you're in fight or flight, all rational thinking goes, and to be able to bring yourself back into that, rational, rationalising back into your thoughts, and coming back to the breath, it, yeah, it works whether you're in recovery or, or not. I think it's perfect yeah
0: and it's just it's reassurance as well like in that scenario that they're safe you know because everyone's always really scared when they go to theater Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the reassurance and the focusing on their breath and it just yeah it does help to settle them back down Mm.
1: gives you that sense of control back over your body as well
0: yeah completely yeah so yeah this episode's gone off on a few different tangents but it's been fun (laughs) and yeah i think it's, it's um brought awareness that meditation is not all sitting in the lotus position chanting home it is that extension to your mindfulness practice and the stronger your mindfulness practice the easier it is to meditate and I mean, as I said earlier, I do it without even realising I'm doing it now because I have got such a strong mindfulness practice these days. And when we can be mindful and we are present and aware and we don't judge what's going on in our heads, I think we can turn up as much better caregivers for our patients because we're not... Caught up in that hamster wheel of thoughts that are running round and round in our heads. What do you think, Sean
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. It is always something that you can come back to. You'll always have it, even if you have two minutes a day to come back into your mindfulness practice or meditation, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether that's with the breath or a body scan it's it's always there for you
0: yeah and like there are so so many different forms of meditation it's it's too hard to kind of try and cover them all but there are some awesome apps out there that i always recommend if you are looking to further your mindfulness and meditation practice and those are headspace and calm i'll put the links in the show notes And there's also another beautiful one called Insight Timer, and it's free as well. And I actually have my 12-year-old son. He listens to it every night at bedtime because he has trouble settling to sleep. And it's got hundreds, in fact, I think it's thousands of different free meditations on it. So, yeah, I'll put all the links to these in the show notes. And if any of you ever have any questions around mindfulness and meditation, please just drop me an email. My email is elena at happynurse.com.au. And I'll put links to Sean Bray's um, Facebook page in the show notes too. And you can reach out to her if you have any questions for her as well. Is there anywhere else we can find you, Sean
1: from? Yeah, I am on Instagram at intuitive Wellbeing Chambry. And um, my website, I'll give you a liner as well is www.intuitivewellbeingshombre.com. Awesome. So yeah, if you want any more information,
0: hit us up there. And I have got a free um, meditation for stress and anxiety on my website that I promote in most of the podcast episodes. so that one is free to download too. Yeah thank you for joining me Chambry. it's been fun
1: recording this and um I look forward to working with you again soon thank you so much thank you for having me I'm very looking forward to more more work together
0: thank you for listening to the happy nurse podcast if you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the happiness community head over to Facebook and check out the Happy Nurse AU Facebook page and request to join the Happy Nurse community. Also, check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog. See you soon, and in the meantime, remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others. I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website, happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook.